0: This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who
1: aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. I'm James L. Rubart. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr.
0: And in this episode, we are going to talk about Mastermind
1: Groups. Yes, this was a super popular topic in our uh, Q&A extravaganza episode uh, yesterday, or last episode. If you missed it or if you didn't come to the live, we had a special after party with the people who tuned in live and we had, I don't know, almost an hour worth of just talking back and forth. And the number one topic of questions was mastermind groups. And so James and I were like, hmm, maybe we should do an episode on this and to kind of put all of the questions into one uh, episode and talk about it. So for those of you who missed the after party, you're going to get a small taste of it right now. So uh, Jim, what is a mastermind group?
0: Well, a mastermind group, actually, the, the term came from Napoleon Hill, who uh, wrote Think and Grow Rich and a number of other books, The Law of Success, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He coined the term. And how he defines it is a mastermind group is the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work toward a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. And that's a pretty good definition. Wikipedia says it's a a mastermind group is a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. So with that as a definition, Thomas, why don't we leap into why people need a mastermind group?
1: Yeah, if you look at people who are successful, especially in writing, uh, the like the celebrity authors, almost all of them are in mastermind groups. It's not something they necessarily talk about. But when they talk about, say, having a friend or a connection, often that friend or connection is inside of their mastermind group. And so what happens is that the authors who find themselves into mastermind groups have an incredibly unfair advantage over the authors who are not. Because this business, like many businesses, it's all about who you know. And what you know is often comes from who you know. So there's the like Generic advice that everyone gets. And then there's a lot of like secret advice that you only can get from other people who are conducting experiments and approaching their marketing or their writing in a scientific way. And you'll be able to learn that from the masters themselves or from the other masterminds if you're in a mastermind group. And very rarely does that knowledge sprinkle out of the groups. So often it gets contained in that group where they have their own kind of special sauce, special approach to uh, whatever it is that they're doing. so. But mastermind groups are so much more than that. Uh, One of the benefits is that, in fact, I'll put this as the first benefit, it's accountability. So uh, as an author, you don't necessarily have a boss, especially if you're a self-published author. And it's really easy to procrastinate if there's no one there to hold you accountable. Well, that's where a mastermind group can come in. The other masterminds are helping to hold you accountable, making sure you do what you promise to do.
0: Another point that's really Uh, important to talk about is teamwork. If you have a team of people, and Thomas just touched on this, but if you have a team of people that are coming around you saying, we will help you succeed in this endeavor, oh my gosh, to have that kind of input can can significantly accelerate your success rate. There have been many, many, many times in the mastermind group, because Thomas and I, you know that we're in one together, where somebody will say, well, Jim, did you know about this? No, I had no clue about that tool was available. Well, did you know about this? No, I didn't know about this either. And we do that for each other. So really you have a team of people that you are not paying to come alongside you and help you with whatever project you're working on at the moment. And that advice is invaluable.
1: Also, you're a team in the sense that you promote each other's work. You give feedback on each other's work. And so there's this sense of we're working together towards this common goal. So you don't feel quite so alone. Um, And there's nothing new about mastermind groups. Uh, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien were in a group that functioned very much like a mastermind group. I'm fairly uh, certain they had not read Napoleon Hill, and (laughs) so they didn't use any of that terminology. They called themselves the Inklings, but um, there was four or five of them that were very successful. Of course, the ones we still remember two generations later are Lewis and, and Tolkien, but the other ones were also successful, and they all gave each other feedback. And their books would not have been as good if it hadn't been for the feedback and discussions that they had in their mastermind group and them working together as a team. And Tolkien's book to this day, if you buy Lord of the Rings, the blurb on the back is by C.S. Lewis. (laughs) So um, they were they were they didn't tweet for each other back then because they didn't have Twitter. But the next best thing, which is blurbing each other's books. And Tolkien has a C.S. Lewis blurb on his book, despite the fact that they're now both dead. And
0: here's a bit of trivia if you're a C.S. Lewis or Tolkien fan, and that is C.S. Lewis brought out The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, read it for Tolkien, and Tolkien said, it's horrible, it's rubbish, put it away. And Lewis did put it away for years and years and years, finally found it in a box, pulled it out and said, you know what, I'm going to see if I can get this thing published. So thank you, C.S. Lewis, for grabbing that cardboard box and going through it.
1: That's right. The next benefit of a mastermind group is that it gives you perspective. Um, It's very easy. uh, It's very hard to have uh, realistic perspective on your own website, on your own writing, on your own headshot. And that third party view is so helpful. Uh, It's hard to read the label when you're standing inside of the bottle. And so you need people who are standing around you who know you, uh, who can give you that perspective. And sometimes in our group, this is uh, not just about craft, but it's also about personal life. Like one of the members in our group, somebody was saying lies to her about who she was. Somebody who was very close to her, and we knew her, and we were like, "That's wrong. <laughs> those those are lies. Don't believe that about yourself. We can see the true you, and that's total rubbish." And, um. She didn't have that perspective. She was starting to think, oh, this is true. I'm this terrible person. And we're like, no, don't believe that at all. And that um, perspective is, also, is so helpful. And it leads actually into our fifth benefit, which is encouragement. Jim? Encouragement is huge. You know this, so we won't take a lot of time on it. But realize
0: how important it is. When somebody comes alongside you and encourages you in the midst of the storm, when somebody says, I'm getting out there on the ledge with you and talking you off, you know how critical that is to your career and your success, not only in writing, but in life. And so the number of times our meetings have turned into somebody going, man, I am just struggling right now with life and perspective and how do I keep going? And and we come alongside and we can encourage and speak truth and words of not only challenge, but we are walking this journey with you. Oh my gosh, that, that is incredibly valuable because if we are writers, a lot of what we do is alone. So we have to have those people that are willing to come alongside us and encourage us.
1: And a good mastermind group, it's not just professional encouragement on the like subject of the group itself, but also encouragement for every aspect of our lives. So our group has been around for five or six years. And during that time, People in the group have lost loved ones. People in the group have gone through divorces. Uh, People in the group have had children who have run off and, you know, abandoned them. And, you know, really difficult things that have happened. And we have cried with each other and we have, you know, walked with each other and... People have hit the New York Times bestseller list, and people have, you know, won the number one award in their category, uh, you know, b- best, you know, book of the year. Uh, actually, I think one of those people is you, Jim, <laughs> a couple years. <laughs> and we have rejoiced um, with those uh, folks who've hit their, you know, milestones or their bestseller goals or, or what have you. And, um, and so... That's That's been a key part of it is we mourn with those who mourn. We rejoice with those who rejoice. And that encouragement is both a you're doing great, keep going, but it's also get off your back, you you know, brush yourself off, get back on the horse type encouragement. And we all need that because it's not always roses and butterflies and it's not always briars and brambles. Life has good and bad in it, often, sometimes in the very same day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And that kind of leads into our next Comment. you're already getting the idea that community is such a big part of a mastermind group, that the richness of community that we have developed over the past five or six years is just, it's gold for us because you feel like there is a group of people who have your back that you can come around alongside, you can laugh together, you can cry together, you can pray together, you can dive into the deep things of life together. And so that sense of community uh, for me is almost the best part of The mastermind group. Because honestly, when I look back years from now and um, say what was good and what was bad about my mastermind group, probably the biggest thing is going to be, I had a community of people that believed in me, loved me, and I believed in them and loved them
1: back. A good master, the second benefit, or sorry, sixth benefit of a mastermind group is expertise. So we're going to talk about the different kinds of mastermind groups here in a moment: peer based versus mentor based. But in either kind, you're getting expertise of knowledge that you don't have, and hopefully you're sharing knowledge that other people don't have. And so a good mastermind group has people of different backgrounds, and everyone, to one degree or another, is from a different background. They have something to teach. And uh, our group has some people that are in the same background academically or professionally. And sometimes it's fun to see them debate because they still have this different perspectives. And other people come from a totally different perspective, Uh, but all of it has expertise. So ours is a marketing based mastermind group. And some people have more of a sales background and other people have more of a digital marketing background. Other people have more of like a boot bootstrapping, guerrilla-based marketing background. And each one of them have learned different techniques kind of from their philosophy. And we've experimented with it to see what works and what doesn't. And the expertise from these, you know, together we're much stronger than we would be individually. All right. The seventh reason why mastermind groups give authors an edge is the connections they get and the networking. So we've already talked about this some, but uh, it really needs to be stated that it's not about what you know nearly as much as it is about who you know. Uh, The more folks that you know in publishing uh, the more access to knowledge and the more access to connections whether you're self publishing or traditional publishing
0: and it's not just connections in publishing it's also connections that they might know somebody that is a great cover designer or they might know somebody that's great marketing person or they might know somebody in business so it really goes even beyond the publishing world when you meet somebody in your mastermind group that says oh I know somebody that can do that that connection uh, the kind of connections we're talking about
1: Also, in our mastermind group, pretty much everyone has done some sort of business with each other on the side. (laughs) So there's been (laughs) probably dozens of different side arrangements because ultimately, it's not about how many people you know. And this is uh, often a big misnomer about networking, if like the more business cards you hand out, the person who hands out the most business cards wins. And that's not how it works. It's about how deep your connections are with the greatest number of folks. And these deep relationships that we forged over, you know, five, six years in this group, and many of us knew each other before the group. Those are what have turned into things like this podcast, which came from a connection from a mastermind group. Ultimately, Uh, that's what, you know, we didn't meet in the mastermind group. We met randomly at an airport but uh it was the mastermind group that built the relationship and let us know oh you're doing that hey i can help and often somebody's like hey i'm doing this thing and somebody's like oh i can help and suddenly what would have been a solo project is now a team effort which then makes it more or
0: if i've got something where i need an expert and thomas and tracy both go oh jim you got to use this guy or this gal i immediately trust them there's i don't need to build that relationship with that person if tracy and thomas say they're good i know they're good
1: That's right. So let's talk about the different kinds of mastermind groups. And then we'll, after that, we'll tell you how to start your own if you don't have an opportunity to join one. But uh, the first is a peer-based mastermind group. That's what Jim and I are in. And this is a group where everyone brings something to teach and everyone uh, brings something to learn, basically. And we have different experts or people with different areas of expertise. And then the second is a mentor-based mastermind group uh and this is where there's one person who has more experience who has a mastermind group of people who have less experience the people with less experience still teach each other but there's one person who's like the guru or the mentor who has uh, more experience to share and when you're first starting out a mentor group is uh, a mentor based group is better because if you're with a bunch of peers who if you don't know anything you're going to be in a group with peers who don't know anything and you will all will be stuck (laughs) not knowing anything because it's kind of the blind leading the blind but once you've gotten to a place where you've had some success and you've learned some hard lessons or you've spent some years in a mentor-based group that's when you will have something to offer to a peer-based group uh, where you know this person sold a 100,000 books self-publishing and this person sold you know Twenty different books to publishers, and they understand traditional publishing. And this person's got a lot of experience marketing best-selling authors. And they all come together in a mastermind group. Um, or this person's an editor. This person's really good at fantasy. Whatever the context of your group is, you have to have something special to offer if you want to get into a peer-based group. So if you're just getting started and you don't know anyone, a mentor-based group maybe. But
0: better. let's be clear about this: you might
1: so, have an expertise
0: that's not writing, but you have an expertise in an area that a bunch of writers need. So experienced writers need your expertise. Then you might enter the group as gosh, I'm the website guy or I'm the marketing guy, or I'm the guy that understands, you know, this and this and this,
1: then they can teach you and you can teach them at the same time. That's right. If you've listened to all 101 episodes of novel marketing, you've gotten quite a marketing education that might give you just enough to get into a mastermind group. You never know. So, um, when it comes to starting a mastermind How do we do group, this, Thomas? How do uh, we start one, man? <laughs> That's right. People are like, okay, fine. I'll join a mastermind group, whatever. So the easiest way to start a mastermind group is to join somebody else's pre-existing mastermind group. Uh, it's much easier to join one that already exists than it is to start one from scratch. Um the easiest way to find one to start is to go to writers conferences and build relationships with other authors. And the more authors you know, uh, the more likely you are to be invited to join a mastermind group. Our mastermind groups invite only. So like people can't apply. We have a whole process of like nominating somebody internally and then we all vote. And the only way to be added to the group is if you're unanimously accepted or put another way, any one member can blackball a new nominee. So people either have to be ambivalent or supportive of the new nominees. And um, so it's very exclusive to get in. And we've had lots of folks suggested as members and that didn't get in for one reason or another. And it doesn't mean that they're not good people or that they don't have something good to offer. It just means that we don't feel that they're a good fit uh, for our specific group. And since they didn't know they were nominated, their feelings (laughs) aren't (laughs) hurt, which is a, a nice way to do it. And so it's all about just building those relationships and those friendships. And writers' conferences are the fastest way to do it Uh, writers conferences can be pretty expensive though um so it may not be the most cost-effective way to do
0: it. one of the things to keep in mind is they are not necessarily if you build relationships with authors say at conferences or online or somewhere else they're not necessarily going to say hey thomas join our mastermind group you might have to be the one asking you might have to say hey uh are you part of a mastermind group uh that's okay to ask that question and you might come to a point where you realize wow i know these fairly experienced authors they're not part of a mastermind group. You might ask them and they might go, gal, I've always wanted to do that. I don't know how it works. You might get in that way. In our case, we had a, a, a friend that many of us knew and she invited Randy and I, uh, Randy uh, Ingermanson, one of our other members of our mastermind group. She invited us. She wanted to start a group. And Randy and I looked at each other and said, oh my gosh, she'd be a great member of our group. We gave the name out to the rest of the members. They all said, yes, she would be great. And she joined our group that way.
1: That's right. Uh, so let's say you are gonna start the group, because I will say most authors are wanting somebody else to run the group. Uh, authors typically are not like take charge type folks. They're like stay home and write type folks, not to stereotype, but uh, let's say you do wanna start the group. Uh, the first thing you need to do is uh, decide on the format. So We're gonna talk a little bit about different formats for groups. And the first question you have to ask is, is this gonna be an in-person group or is it gonna be on Google Hangouts? I know some groups try to operate on email And I'm not a fan of that. I think email is a great companion to an in-person meeting or a meeting on Google Hangouts where everyone sees each other's faces. But for that deep emotional connection, you don't get that with email. And it's very easy to ghost on an email group where you're just observing um, or lurking is maybe the better term, where you're just observing, it, but you're doing it very passively. Whereas when you see everyone face-to-face, everyone tends to be a little bit more involved and it's easier to see who's involved and who's not involved because you can see, oh, so-and-so hasn't been to the last two or three meetings. Uh, so I really like in-person meetings. Uh, the downside of in-person meetings is that there may not be enough authors in your area to make an in-person meeting viable, especially if you're looking for authors at a higher level. Um, so the benefit of Google Hangouts is that you can, it's like um, a Marvel film, you know, where they see all of the high council, you know, are all on their different screens. It's just like that, but through Google and it's free. Yeah, it's the Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. model. Uh, and if it's good enough for the high council for S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, it's good enough for us. Although, again, you have to be careful of, you know, uh, hydra and lurking and no anyway so that's the first question uh, it, uh i we do hours on google hangouts because we're in i think all four time zones and the next question is how frequently do you meet uh, we meet bi-weekly which is kind of a weird frequency but we found that it works for us the ideal frequency is weekly i think um, that's what most groups go for and then some groups do monthly. Um, as a general rule of thumb, uh, the less frequently you meet, the longer the meetings need to be. So a month, monthly mastermind groups tend to meet for four or five hours. A weekly mastermind groups tend to meet for 30 minutes to an hour. Hour bi-weekly Meeting is one hour, and we never seem to have enough time. <laughs> so it's a very full hour typically. Um, so that's what what works for us.
0: Next thing you need to do is pick a format. How are you going to meet? And by this I mean what is the structure? And it doesn't have to be a structure that you absolutely stick to every time. We've had sometimes where we've gone off script, so to so to speak. But the majority of the time, ninety five percent of the time, we stick to a structured format. This is how our one hour meetings work. The first part, and that's usually half an hour, is personal updates. So we take time to listen to everyone. Hey, Thomas, what's going on in your world right now? Catch us up on that project. Catch us up on this. What's going on in your personal life? And so we take that first half an hour simply to touch base and to, to, to
1: check in. And you may think, oh, that's such a waste of time. That's so stupid. But it's actually the most valuable part because it's what builds that deep relationship. And it's what gives context to when we're talking about somebody's problems. If we know, oh, you know, their sister-in-law just, you know, had a crisis and his, her husband just ran off and now she's taking care of him. That's why she's having trouble hitting her book deadlines. We're able to give advice and encouragement with that full picture of what's going on in somebody's life rather than just be like, you loser, you missed your Deadlines this week, and we're like, well, actually, there's good reasons for that, and also it just it brings us closer together as a group. I feel to know what's going on, kind of the day to day life, and it's nice to have a group of folks who want to hear about, you know, what's going on in my dating life, or oh my gosh, I just got engaged, and they can celebrate with me, Um, or you know, I just got married. You know, the masterminds were with me through that whole process, which didn't have anything to do with writing books. Uh, or at least didn't have much to do with writing books. My book was about dating relationships, which made things just deliciously awkward. But the, through that whole time, they were getting updates from me on what's going on in my life, and it was very helpful. To it's almost like an AA group in a sense. In that, <laughs> it, sense.
0: it is, and it's it's the chance to say, "Oh my gosh, I got a new contract," or "I won this award." Where it, it, the people outside of the writing world, their reaction is, "Oh." that's great (laughs) because they don't, it's not that they don't care. They just don't understand in the group. They understand what signing a two book contract means. And so when you have those short little updates, that's the chance to celebrate. Or as Thomas has indicated, that's the chance where people can come along and say, wow, I'm sorry. That's, that's gotta be brutal. Your editor got back to you and said, you got to rework the whole book. And so it's a chance really to connect, uh, on the highs and lows with folks.
1: That's right. So the next part of our format is that we have somebody either teaching a class or they're sitting in a hot seat. So our format is very much a marketing centric format we're not working much on craft occasionally people will use their hot seat for craft type type questions but this group is mostly with people who figured out their craft um, at least on a fundamental level and they may have questions about their story but it's um the typically high level questions Uh, so everyone in the group has published at least one book and most have published you know half a dozen or a dozen uh, and so they're uh, in a class, they're teaching something, uh, that they are wanting everyone else to learn that they don't think they're all going to learn. And this is like really challenging cause you're in a group of other masterminds. <laughs> like, gosh, what am I going to teach them? Yeah. So the, the act of having to learn something new in order to teach. I think itself is really great accountability for us to constantly be improving. Um, and we have an offsite uh, once a year, we all meet in person where we all fly into a location and everyone has to bring their a game. And I feel like we learn more in the two weeks leading up to that offsite of like <laughs> evaluating what we did the whole year and like, gosh, what worked, what didn't work. And um, then realizing, Oh, this thing that I learned, I think would be really valuable. And then everybody else, you know, learns from that. And then we kind of share, Oh, I tried something similar and here's what I learned. And, The insights that come from that are incredibly valuable. And then the other way that we do it, and we alternate once a month on each one of these, is a hot seat. And not, not once, Jim, a, not once a month,
0: every, every other week. So one week we will have hot seat. The next week we'll have teaching back and forth, back and forth. I think that's probably what, what, what you meant, uh, Thomas. Um, so a hot seat, this is incredibly valuable. So we go through our first half an hour, touch and base, what's going on, that kind of thing. And then the hot seat is you get 25 to 27 minutes to say, this is the challenge I'm facing right now. Please bring the universal mind, bring your master minds to this problem and let's figure out a solution. I had a project that I was working on. This is a couple, oh gosh, about a month and a half ago. And I said... All right, this is what I want to do here 's my vision. I do not know how to go about this, and everybody poured into me and I, it would have taken oh gosh, it would have taken six months to go out and read and discover this and trial and error on my own. The masterminds came alongside me, and boom, in half an hour, I really had a blueprint for going out and accomplishing what I needed to accomplish. So we do that for Thomas. We do that for everyone in the group and and again, that hot seat is incredibly valuable because you're getting everyone's expertise, everyone's encouragement, everyone's belief in you so that you can go out then and take action.
1: And this helps us take bold action. Several members of the group have made major yeah, career shifts, right. high risk career shifts of going to their published, you know, successfully published authors suddenly going hybrid or going independent that they wouldn't have been able to do if it hadn't been for the support and encouragement of the masterminds. And mastermind, sometimes what we'll do in a Hot seat is just put together a business plan for somebody and be like, look, you would be making five times more money if you went independent. Here's what you need to do uh, to get there. And then with that in hand, they are, go to their publisher and say, look, if you don't triple the amount of money that you're paying me, I'm walking. And, you know, it's amazing what happens when you have that kind of leverage. And
0: it's also a time for holes to be shot in your idea. And I mean, in a good way where, you know what, Thomas, you are really good at that, but honestly, you don't have the bandwidth to do this. And it doesn't make sense logically for these and these reasons. This is where you should concentrate. And that's happened to a number of us where we kind of go, oh my gosh, the light bulb explodes over our head and we're, you're absolutely right. And so it, it, it also is a chance to say that door. Yes, you could walk through it, but we encourage you not to.
1: Um. So that's, our, oh, and then the final element of our meeting is that we have five minutes of prayer where we pray for each other. Uh, so we're all Christians in our particular group, and so we pray in Jesus' name for each other. And it's just another way for us to carry each other's burdens. And if that's not your thing, you don't have to have prayers. Uh, but I find that for us, it's very encouraging to have somebody. You shared all your challenges and hopes and dreams, and then we pray for each other, you know, in that context. I think that's uh, a really great part of our group that I really appreciate. If you uh, want your group, though, to have more of a craft format, you can do that as well. And so I have kind of a sample craft format here for you. And that's, the, again, the same, assuming a one-hour meeting you have 30 minutes of personal updates and accountability. So uh, in a craft format, uh, you're not just sharing what's going on in your life, but you're sharing what your uh, writing goal was. So I had a goal to write 5,000 words last week and I wrote 4,500 or whatever. And just that knowing that you have to give a report at the end of the week on how much you wrote that can be worth the price of admission, so to speak, for a craft-based group. And then one idea is where you have 15 minutes of manuscript reading, where it's kind of like a hot seat, but for a manuscript, and then 15 minutes of manuscript feedback. So you give everyone you know, a certain number of pages that can be read in 15 minutes, and everybody reads them, and then everyone gives you specific feedback on how you can improve The it.
0: next question that a lot of people ask is, who leads the group? In other words, there has to be some type of structure uh, some type of leader. In our particular group, all of us are leaders just by nature. That's the kind of people we are. So any of us could lead the group and we all work together really well in that that dynamic. But I would say Mary is, I wouldn't necessarily call her the leader. I'd more call her the MC. She kind of moves things along. She says, Hey Thomas, what's going on with you? She's the one that prays for us at the end. And so I, we would suggest you find somebody that is kind of the person who's the MC, kind of keeps track of things, kind of keeps things moving along. And that might happen just very naturally, or you might want to start out saying, this is that person. With everything that goes on in a mastermind group, you're going to experiment. Some things are going to work, some aren't. For example, when we first started our mastermind group, we decided we would figure out every time what worked for the most people. And it was just a laborious thing. And finally, we got to the point where we said, nope, it's the same time every other week, same day, same time. That made things a lot easier. So don't be afraid to experiment to find out what works best for you.
1: That's right. And, um, we have, uh, the MC, we have an MC role and then we also have kind of an administrative role, which has been filled by different people throughout the uh, years, which is who signs up, who, who sets up, uh, who's got the next hot seat and who's got the next time to teach. And so Thomas is speaking on, you know, second meeting of August. I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I've got a talk ready to go. Second meeting of August. Uh, if you're in a mentor based group, both of those roles are going to be filled by the mentor. Uh, and that's kind of what you're paying for because it is a lot of work like that leadership role of a mastermind group is a lot of work Uh, and so it's it's worth compensating somebody for and there's a reason why that administrative role has rotated through the group because people get burnt out of doing it uh, over time so uh, now let's talk about finding real quick before i forget this i'm not sure this is in our show notes but
0: yes we are a google hangouts based group, but we are also part of a private email loop. So it's like, if you've got a crisis, you don't have to wait, you know, uh, two weeks to have it addressed. There's an email loop that we're part of where you can address anything at any time. And most of the masterminds will jump in. So we suggest you do the Google hangouts, but you also have an email loop that can keep you up to date on what's going on. The administrator can say, all right, Thomas, it's your turn on the hot seat coming up here. Um, so we suggest you setting up that email loop to stay in touch with you, with each other in between every other week.
1: That's right. And there's uh we ha we use Google groups for our email loop. Uh you may find that it works better to have a f- private Facebook group. Um believe it or not, we have a group that's all best selling authors, uh or almost all best selling authors, and some of them don't really do Facebook at all. So Facebook, private Facebook would work for we us. We tried it some and it didn't like, didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of our experiments. I, I would imagine if you've got a, uh, most authors are quite active on Facebook and a private Facebook group could work. For us, email worked out better. But yeah, that's kind of the connective tissue uh, in between. So we're, we we are stay up on a more active basis. And there are some questions that are better for an email group. So sometimes we'll be like, hey, Thomas and Jim, what software do you use for podcasting? And they'll post yeah. that to the group and then we can answer very quickly and everyone can see the answer. We don't need an in-person meeting for that kind of Q&A. So- Let's talk about finding your masterminds. You've got this format picked out. Or hopefully, you're going to figure out the format with your first few masterminds. But who do you look for uh, for the folks in your group? For a peer-based group, you want to find people who have something to share, something that they offer. And so, in our group, we've had at, at times people who hadn't written any books, and they were just like marketing gurus in like the professional corporate sector. Uh, And that was what they had to offer. We had, Um, we had, uh, uh, we we had had an agent
0: in the group who was, oh my gosh, that was wonderful. That was a wonderful addition. Wasn't writing, but to have uh, all that perspective on the industry from the agent perspective, it was great.
1: Yes. Um, So yeah. Do you want to look for people? And as while I was putting the group together initially, or as we were recruiting folks, we often are looking for somebody to fill that role. So if you think of it is a baseball team, a if you lose your yep. second baseman, you're like, we need to find a new second baseman to fill that role. And so um, as people kind of rotate through the group, and we've had a core group that have stayed, but other people have come and gone, we're trying to fill those areas of expertise with new folks. Um, so the other thing that you're looking for, though, is that people need to be willing to make Coming to the group of priority. And this has been one of the challenges with um, some of the sometimes we'll recruit somebody and they're like they have tons to teach, but they're so in demand they never come to any of the meetings and or they only come to a meeting every now and again. And that is uh, really uh, undermines the community element of the group. Because if they're not getting your personal updates from everybody else and you're not showing, you get a little bit out of touch. So I think this is really important. They can't uh, just be an expert. They also have to be willing to make the group a priority uh, and also to be willing to be vulnerable with the group and kind of open up their world to the group as well. Uh, and in that same vein, uh, look for people who are positive and encouraging. <laughs> so... Um, I have the one jerk rule or the one donkey rule. (laughs) Uh, Any group can have one jerk, but if it has two jerks, it ruins the group. So one one jerk in a room full of non-jerks, no one responds and the comments just kind of hang out there. But if you have two jerks or two trolls, they will troll each other and the group will become toxic. Uh, So you want to look for people who are positive and encouraging it um, doesn't mean you don't talk about hard things, but you do it in a positive way, in an optimistic way. So instead of being like, your manuscript is terrible, say, here are some ways to improve your manuscript. And that mindset really is important.
0: Let's talk about how to screen people who want to join. Obviously, at this stage, our group, is, knows so many people in the industry, we can screen using each other. But when you're first starting out, how do you screen? How do you figure out who's going to be a fit and who's not? Well, you talk to people, you talk to them, you watch them on Facebook, you get a feel for the type of person they are. That's okay to do that. Because once you make a decision to have someone in, that's a lot easier than saying, how are we going to get this person out? And so take your time. Don't invite people uh, quickly. Take your time before you invite people. And again, watch them. See what they're like. See what kind of posts they put on Facebook or Twitter, etc. Go to their blog. Go to their website. You can find out a lot about a person online these days. So just be careful. Don't rush into
1: inviting people into your group. That's right. And and have a meal with them or two or three at a writer's conference. You know, go and get some beer, you know, get to see them in, in person, see how they interact with others. Uh, for a mentor-based group, what you're looking for is the mentor. So you may not have good visibility into who's a member of the group, but instead you want to have a mentor who's running the group or mentors who are running the group who are going to attract the kind of people that you want to interact with. And um, some of these mentor-based mastermind groups are you know, $10,000 a month or $5,000 a month to be a member because they're wanting to attract other people who are high net worth individuals. So you're learning from other people who are already financially successful. Um, that probably wouldn't happen in writing as often, but I, I see that fairly regularly in kind of traditional mastermind group models. Uh, so yeah, you wanna look and ask a lot of questions about the mentor. And if you have any kind of weird feelings about the mentor. Or, oh, I think this person's a bit of a jerk or a bit of snake oil. Then don't join that group because you're going to be with other people who are kind of jerks and kind of snake oil uh, salesmen. And so look for a mentor who's the kind of person you'd want to hang out with their kind of friends. They think of it like, uh, you know, dating. <laughs> it's like, do I like this person? Do I like their friends? Um, yeah, that's good. And, uh, yeah so in there and there will be a core uh, if if the group gets too big, especially there will be like a core inner group and kind of a peripheral group. This can be difficult to manage, but it it can work, and we've we've been able to manage it,
0: yeah I just give yourself if you're feeling like, wow, there's these two or three people who rarely come and you know this is frustrating, that's okay. Give them the space to do it if you like them if they're a fit, just just give them grace on that and with our when within our group, there is a core group. Within the group, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in, in a second. But we've done five in person retreats, and those seven people have come to all the retreats. The others haven't, and that's okay. That's okay that 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 it they don't come. Celebrate the fact that you've got a core group of people that are that are one
1: hundred percent committed to it. That's right. So and let's talk a little bit about our once a year retreat. I think this is a key part of our mastermind group. If you have a Google Hangouts based group meeting in person, I think is really beneficial. Some groups will do this in coordination with some conference they all go to. There's no conference that all of us go to. So that didn't work. So we have our own conference, basically, where we all meet somewhere around the country and it changes every year. And we all come and we bring something to teach and we all have a hot seat. And these retreats have literally been life changing. Uh, I think every single one of us uh, over the last five years has had a huge career shift as a result of the feedback that we've gotten from the mastermind retreat or from some of the techniques that we've learned because everyone has to bring their A game. Because you're presenting to other experts, this and it's like, what do I have to teach other experts? You bring your very best material, and it's been just so valuable to sit and learn from everyone. And the discussions afterwards have been
0: really incredible. Yeah, I, Thomas says it's a key. I would say it's even it's 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 more than a key. It's what he just said. It's life changing because you get an hour hot seat, right? You get an hour of teaching. You get to pour your life into these other people's lives. But on top of all that, you're sharing meals together. You're doing three meals a day together. You're playing together. You're laughing together. You are connecting at a, at a deep level. You're crying together. You, you suddenly are forming relationships with people that you probably are going to be lifetime relationships and so it's so much more than just the information it is community on steroids it, you get some community when you're doing google hangouts you know how this is when you're together with somebody really connecting with them believing that all these people in the room are for you oh my gosh i you know every january i look forward to this time we're going to spend together so if you do Uh, A mastermind group, we would highly encourage you to figure out a way to get together in person. And typically we get together for three or four days. That gives us enough time. Don't try to cram this thing into two days, spend a little bit more money and take time to, to be with each other and build those relationships like you just
1: can't do online. This is what we spend our frequent flyer miles on, and we'll typically do some sort of home away type situation. So we'll rent out a whole house, typically yeah. a larger house with lots of bedrooms, and then we prepare the meals together. You know, we go to the grocery store, prepare the meals. That's how. Well, that's what works for us. So anyway, this is a lot of material about mastermind groups. Hopefully it's helpful to you. Hopefully you create a mastermind group. Our sponsor today is actually what? our You're mastermind group. What? You're kidding me. Took, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Tell us about so that. Thomas. While we're not accepting... <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're not accepting new members in our group. We've had so many people ask about what gets talked about in our group. We were like, okay, maybe we should like do a conference where we basically share everything that we shared with each other in a conference together. And so if this had been a real in-person conference, it'd be a dollars $2,000 to come for a three-day conference with the flights and the hotels and all of that. And we decided instead of doing that, we're going to make it an online conference. And that that allows us to pull the price down to just 299 dollars and so if you want to see who the, all of the masterminds are and learn from them this is your chance to do that uh, and so we're basically saying hey you can eavesdrop in on our mastermind group it's not the same as being in a full group because you know it's not the like feedback and people getting in uh, to know the secrets of your life but you are learning the secrets of what we've learned and what you know the the tools that we've developed uh, to see the success we taught each other th- now you're going to be about the same things. Right. Yeah, you'll get to learn those same things. And we're also throwing in um, My Book Table Pro, My Book Progress Pro, and My Speaking Event. So, all of the plugins that you've heard us talk about on this podcast, you get all of those for free, the professional version. So, that's a $97 value just of the plugins. Uh, so not only do you learn the secrets, but you get some of the tools that we've developed. And I will tell you, these plugins came out of the mastermind group. Who do you think I was getting feedback <laughs> on on the beta versions and being like, hey, what do you want to see? What would be useful to you? And and one of my hot seats is like, hey, I have a new idea for a plugin. Give me feedback for that. So the plugins themselves are a product of the mastermind group uh, as much as what you're going to be learning. And you're going to get far more than that that's free. We won't bore you with all of the details, but you can uh, learn more at novelmarketing.com. The conference is from August 1st to August 3rd, 2017 and it's all online. And you can sign up at novelmarketing.com.
0: If you want to hear your name and book and website and uh, all those kind of things on air, very easy to do that. All you have to do is leave us a review, a good one, a bad one. And of course, tell us your name, your website and your book. We would love to have you review us. We would love to talk about you On the podcast.
1: You've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Umstadt Jr. on the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.